Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Sorry What podcast. I am Ashley Sleek, and I am on a roll. Look at me, two weeks in a row, not failing at this podcast. So hashtag proud of myself and hashtag growth. Um, I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I had a great time, went to a Sharks game with um, my sister and her fiance and a few other friends. And then the next day I got to have brunch with Emily and Alistair, who I'm officiating their wedding. That's right. Someone wants me to officiate their wedding because it's going to be amazing. And I'm very excited. They got me a little book I started reading. And I just feel very um, inspired today. And that's because I've been talking about this on my radio show all the time. I'm on from 10 to 2, by the way, on Kiss FM in Medford. So if you're in Medford, you can listen at 107.5. Or, of course, you can listen online at 107kiss.com. Download the app. Shameless plug. But it's my podcast. So you get to plug whatever I want. Anyways, so I have been needing a new alarm because I snooze so often. And I'm like, I need something that's going to get me out of bed. So what did I do? I made Lizzo good as hell my ringtone. And um, I'm just saying that I only snoozed once today. So big accomplishments. I woke up, I rode my bike at 5am, watched a new episode of High School Musical, the series, which we'll get into after. And I just feel proud. Like this is going to be a really great week. And I want everybody to feel the same way. So everyone get excited. We're going to breathe together. We're going to get through this work day. I bet you by like, I don't know, like 10 a.m. This might wear off for me, but <laughs> still into it. Um, OK, I want to go back to High School Musical, the series. You guys, I had a lot of doubts on this. And it's just because when you love something as much as I do, you know, like if you get that passion about something and then they make a remake, it's scary. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't want to mess up with the classic. And Eloy and I have both said that we feel like they're doing a really good job. Now, we're only two episodes in, so they could still fuck it up. But as far as I'm concerned right now, it is the best. And I'm in love with the show. And if you don't know what the concept is, what the concept is, is they're at East High, which is actually a school. Jimmy took me there. It's in Utah. We went to Utah like pretty early on when we started dating. And the only place I wanted to go was obviously the high school school set. So we went, we broke in. There was like a basketball practice going on. And I was like, Troy. Um, But (laughs) we went around. I took a picture with Sharpay's locker. It was iconic. Anyway, so they're doing... Basically, at the high school, they're doing a performance of High School Musical, and it's it's just really funny. And they'll put like little anecdotes like they're watching the movie to kind of learn the dance moves or, you know, she'll be listening to the songs on the headphones. But they also have new music that they're adding in. And that was going to be my fear. I didn't want them to like try to come out, do the original songs, but they did it. And there was a new song in the episode the second episode that I just watched this morning and it's so good. I already downloaded it and like started to half memorize because you know me, I have to memorize every song ever because I'm psycho. It's just because I want to sing it because I think I'm good and I know that I'm bad, but in my mind, I'm a pop star and leave me alone. Uh, so anyways, it's just a really great show and I really recommend, it, especially all of us huge like high school musical fans out there because I know I'm not alone. Uh, it was really great. And yes, yeah, so that was pretty much my weekend. And I'm ready for the week. And uh, I'm not the only one who apparently had a great weekend because 
we're going to kick this I Am Sorry What podcast off with none other than a very big celebrity in the world of I'm Sorry What because he's always someone I feel like I need to be talking about. And that is Mr. Kanye West Kardashian. Um, He decided to say at his show that he is, and let me just make sure I get the quote right here, the greatest artist that God ever created. Now, the full quote, now the greatest artist that God has ever existed, uh, created is now working for him. I have never met somebody with the confidence level of Kanye West. And I don't know if this is something that like I might need to switch my hatred for and just aspire to be this way or if I can keep hating on it. But for right now, I'm going to continue with the hate fire because I'm sorry what you are not as amazing as you think you are. And I just want to say that I've been calling this Kanye West is creating a cult shit for years now. And he's doing these Sunday services. And I obviously I make a lot of jokes about religion. And this is not me hating on that whatsoever. I'm actually really happy that he's found something because I think that Kanye West is arguably one of the most damaged people in Hollywood. And that's saying a lot considering um, who's in Hollywood. But I just think that he has never quite figured out himself and I mean this is such an extreme to go to from like being very depressed and hating yourself to thinking that you're like the best thing to happen to the world so I don't know if it's just all an act if he really has snapped and thinks that but I really think that he is I I don't want to go throwing away diagnoses here because I'm not a professional but it just seems like his moods and his emotions change so quickly because I mean you'll see him on the show on keeping up with the Kardashians with his kids and you're just like you kind of in my opinion, I fall kind of in love with him a little bit where I'm like, oh, he's like this sweet dad. He really loves his kids. But then he like snaps and starts trying to control things. And then you remember like the Taylor Swift situation, which was like iconic, but also awful. It's just like this whole weird Kanye situation that I can't figure out. But him thinking that he's like God's gift to the world is just such a problem for me. And I also I mean, I want people to feel confident in themselves, but I don't want them to feel cocky. And I feel like he flirts with that line a little too much. And we're on full blown cocky. And I just want him to take it down a little bit. Like, love yourself like Kanye does. But maybe like, don't be a douchebag about it. I don't know. I don't know what the balance is on this one. But Uh, I just I just can't with him as a Swifty. I can't with him as a member of the society. I can't with him as someone who just like doesn't like religion to be pushed on me. I I can't with him. It's just he's too much. He's too much. Um, And moving on, speaking of Taylor Swift. So there is a a lot of drama going on here. I'm going to break down like the short spark notes version of the Taylor Swift drama. So basically, we all know that Scooter Braun, who is. Uh, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber's manager, he purchased the original like albums of Taylor Swift's up until Lover, which is her new one now. He owns all that music that he bought from um, Scott Bruschetta, who was I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his last name, by the way. I just keep it thinking like bruschetta, like the snack. And that's not a snack. It's an appetizer or a meal. I don't know. I would eat it at any point of the day. But basically, he bought the songs, didn't give Taylor the chance to buy her own music. It's caused a lot of drama. So now Taylor had uh, posted on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all the all the sites talking about how she wanted to perform her old songs at the AMAs because she's being honored with Artist of the Year or whatever. 
our big honor that she's being named for. And she wasn't allowed to do that because they own the songs. And then she also had been working on a Netflix documentary that featured some of her old songs. And apparently they put the no, no on that. And basically the way Taylor's describing it is that if she doesn't stop dragging them through the mud, through all, you know, social and interviews and everything, then she can't release the songs. Like if she stops talking shit about them, basically they'll let her use the songs. Now, Big Machine Records has released a statement basically saying, like, this isn't true. Like, you can do whatever you want. Justin Bieber shared an article on his Instagram, obviously, from TMZ saying that, like, no matter what, Taylor was always allowed to use her music at the AMA. So it's basically just going back and forth. What I think is so interesting is that sources are saying that Scooter Braun is, like, pissed at Scott. Like, he probably had no idea that Taylor was even mad about this situation to begin with. That's what I'm gathering from the Scooter Braun part of this. Scott Borchetta just seems like a piece of shit who knew exactly what he was doing, wanted to get the most for the music. Maybe she, maybe he thought that Taylor would drive Scooter so nuts that he would want to sell back the music. I don't really know what's going on here, but it sounds like from what sources are saying, you know, and it's all high speculation that Scooter is very annoyed with Scott. He feels like he's putting words into his mouth. He's saying that he's not a part of the big machine records or whatever. Like, Scott shouldn't really have anything to do with anything at this point, but he's always out here making comments about whatever Taylor's saying, and I think it's driving him nuts. Because I don't think, and, and look, I could be totally wrong, but it, it seems like Scott's the big D-bag here, and Scooter just kind of got stuck in this. Taylor seems to be taking war out on both of them, so I'm not really sure what the big issue here. There's so many levels to this, too, because Demi Lovato, never been a big Taylor fan, always, like, speaks out against her and, you know, was super mad about the squad thing, all this stuff. Justin Bieber and Taylor, obviously not friends, never been friends. Justin's tried several times to kind of, like, put the capuche on that on on Instagram. He, like, shared a photo of them, like, I think when this drama started a while ago and was like, I think we could be friends, whatever. But it's like, Justin, she hates you on so many levels. I would just, like, not try again. Because not only is there the whole career thing, this whole now scooter thing, but let us not forget who... Selena Gomez's number one bestie is, and that's Taylor Swift. So, Justin, you were never going to win in this situation. Just let it go. And and I don't really know what the solution here is. I mean, I don't know if Scooter's trying to prove a point and saying that he can't be, like, bullied down, but he really should just give Taylor back his music. I'm Her music. I mean, it's just to this point... He has Justin. He has Ari. He's got Demi. I mean, I know Taylor Swift is one of the biggest artists in the world, but like, just give her back her music. I feel like this is way more effort and fight than what it's worth. I would have sold her shit back to her the second she first spoke up. I'd have been like, oh shit. Okay, girl. Like, here's your stuff. Didn't realize you worked hard on this. You wrote these songs. You should be able to keep them. Like, I understand that in the beginning of an artist's career, you know, they obviously need to be represented. They needed someone to help her get that famous and help promote her songs and stuff like that. But like, damn, 
Scott sounds like a freaking nightmare. And I think Scooter just needs to get back the music. Like, I'm sorry, what? Why is this even worth it at this point to you? Like, I'm sure he's making a lot of money, but he already had a lot of money. Like, I just I don't get it. I don't get what it comes down to. If it's a money thing or uh, or a cockiness thing or like a Kanye thing. But he needs to just give Taylor back her music so we can just enjoy Miss Swift. Cause now I feel like this weird guilt about listening to all of her old songs, like on Apple music and stuff. Cause I know that like she's getting some money, but she's not getting all of it for it. And I just want to be able to listen to red the best album without being disturbed, you know, without feeling guilty. And I know she wants the, that for the rest of her fans. So I'm just saying scooter release the songs already. Like, Everybody's over it. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to have some pretty seamless transitions on this podcast today because now I want to talk about one of Taylor Swift's most iconic exes, Mr. Harry Styles. So Harry Styles went on SNL and just served us everything that we could have dreamed of. First of all, all the promo photos of him were him in these like there was other photos, obviously, but the best ones were him in the ballet outfits. And like, I'm sorry what I have never been more attracted to a ballerina in my life. Like, hi, Harry, like wear that pink tutu literally any times you want. Like he looked so good in it, which is so weird to say, but I was 100 percent in and about it. So Harry Styles is on a comeback, which is so funny because I really feel like the boys of One Direction just all kind of come back at the same time. Like even Zayn, I believe, was releasing new music, but Louis Tomlinson released new music. Niles releasing new music. I believe Liam was too, but I don't really know what Liam is doing. I do still follow them all on Instagram, but it's hard to follow sometimes. I don't know what everyone is, but I know that Louie is going to be at Poptopia in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and I am so upset that I am not seeing him because, like, as you may or may not know, I was a hashtag Team Louie is my favorite member of One Direction person, and so I feel this very strong sadness and guilt for not seeing him. But anyways, so Harry Styles is out promoting his new album, and He made a hilarious shady joke on SNL. So basically he was like, as you know, I was once in a boy band. Now I'm alone. And he's like, but wouldn't it be funny if all those guys are here with me today, which was like such an annoying tease. Like, I'm sorry what people are waiting for that reunion. So please don't make jokes. But um, he (laughs) so he said he's like, you know, I miss them all. I miss Liam and Niall and Louie. And what was the other one? He called him. Ringo. Yes, he didn't even say Zayn Malik's name. He thought it'd be more funny to call him Ringo. And I love the shade here. And it's great because you know what? They all kind of talk about him in interviews now. But I feel like Zayn was being so shady when he first left One Direction. And they were all weren't really saying anything at first. And he was just like, I hated the band. And he was just like, shit talk, shit talk, shit talk. So I'm so happy that they are throwing all the shade back at him in his face. And I loved it. It was iconic. Ugh. But the thing is, is I just need them to do something together in the future. I just can't. Like I saw that Niall was on tour. He was performing and like Louis was with him. I feel like they keep 
kind of meeting up, but just like one where they get back together and perform like one song, maybe for like a benefit of something on TV. I just I need a little a little taste of them being back together because it would just be the dream. Even I was talking to my best friend Eloy about this and he was like, I mean, they could he said they could perform their own songs, but just tour together because that's exhausting that as a One Direction fan, you have to buy separate tickets to see them separately when we just want to see them all together. So please, you guys come back together, maybe for Christmas. We need it. This country needs it so bad. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a fun transition for this one, but I wanted to talk about this problem. And this is going to be I don't wouldn't call it a problem. It's just like this point of discussion, I guess that's been had a lot with my sister. And I guess I didn't really realize that. I don't know. Okay, anyways, this is not the way to present this. It's going to be my burning question on my Instagram. So please weigh in at Ashley Sleek. Obviously, that's Ashley with two E's because, you know, mostly it's my friends listening to this podcast to make me feel better. Hopefully, I'll um, expand out to some randoms and um, they'll become a part of my friendship group. Um, Anyways, so I talk about this all the time. I've been in several weddings. I believe my sisters will make it eight or nine. And every time that I've been in a wedding since the beginning, I have never bought a present, like a wedding present for the bride and the groom. And I realized in the beginning, like, I think everybody else was kind of on board with me. Like, definitely, like, in my third wedding I was in, I feel like people were still into this. But in the last few that I've been a part of, you know, that hasn't really been happening. And the bridal party are getting them presents. And I and I don't do anything. I'm talking like I don't do a bridal shower gift. And I don't do a wedding present. I will usually get something when they when they get engaged, whether it's a bottle of champagne. Well, first of all, you don't know that you're in at that point. So you know, all bets are off. And I like to give little gifts throughout like, you know, like a if I a miss glass or like a Mr. Mug, you know, I I like to do that stuff, but I've never gone on the registry to get a gift for someone if I'm in their wedding. And now I'm seeing other people do it. And I feel like, am I being an asshole? Is this something I'm supposed to be doing? And I don't know who told me on wedding one that I was, I didn't have to do it or if I made up this rule on my own. But I also read another article from like the knot about this and they were saying like, oh yeah, you should like, they were giving a price range on presents and they're like, oh yeah, you should get like a $50 present if you are in the wedding. And I was like, $50, 50 to 75 is what I spend when I'm a guest. And now I'm like, am I a cheap guest? I feel like I'm spiraling on the wedding front right now. Like, I- I'm sorry, what? But I, I mean, the amount of money I'm going to pay to be in your wedding, I feel like is more expensive than the gift I would have got you. Obviously, I just said I'm a 50 to $75 gifter. And now, I mean, the dress, I've never had a dress less than less than $90 total, which is totally fine. I'm trying to remember what my full like lady suit outfit cost for Eloy and George. And I think it was probably way less than that. But I'm just saying that, you know, you go to the bachelor bachelorette party, you know, like you drive up for other occasions. I just kind of thought that was like a balance out. And I never thought of it like, 
well, I'm sending all this money on you, so I don't need to spend more. Like, maybe I pop that attitude question, like, jokingly to the side, mostly when other people are getting presents and I feel backed up against a wall that I, like, bust out my attitude. But I I just always kind of thought, like, it was, I don't know, like a, I don't know. I don't know how to say it nicely, like a little trade-off, I guess. I love being a bridesmaid. I mean, that's pretty obvious, sesh groomswoman. Um, I love it. I love being in weddings. I love that someone thinks that, like, I'm that important to get to stand next to them. Like, it's such an honor to me. So, like, I don't like to think about weddings as dollars and cents because I just, that's not really who I am. And it makes me a little, like, uh, verbally uncomfortable to be, like, talking about it like this right now. But I just... I just didn't know if I'm being a jerk. I'm so confused. I just, I don't think that I, it makes sense to buy something off the registry and buy them like a present for the wedding if I'm in it. Now, my sister hates this. And I think that's mostly just because she wants all the presents and they do have a little bit of a smaller wedding. So I guess like we're a high percentage of the people that would be getting her gifts. And I just, I don't know. And all of her friends have been talking about like getting her presents. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, am I going to be the only bridesmaid that like doesn't get her a present? Like I'm, my back is up against a wall here. And I just, I feel very passionately about the fact that like, that's just an extra thing. And maybe it's the other, the other part of it for me is that I usually go to a lot of weddings, which is why I end up kind of in the 50 to $75 range because it's normally not just one wedding that I'm attending throughout the year. You know, there's a bunch and I, I just, I want to be there and I want to celebrate them, but I'm also just like not rich yet. Like I'm not to that point and I know that I have a better job and I live at home now, but that doesn't mean that I'm rolling in money because I also got myself in a lot of debt I'm trying to bail myself out of. Hashtag radio life. And um, I don't know. I, I just feel... Like, I haven't really been the bad bitch I normally am on I'm Sorry What About This. And yes, I just called myself a bad bitch. Am I turning into Kanye? I don't know. I feel like normally I do get the whole like, no, I'm like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm paying for all this stuff. I don't need to buy you a gift, but I feel bad about it now. I feel like I've been shamed. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. My wedding etiquette is off, which is something I pride myself on. So you got to help me out on my Instagram. You can also comment on the post if it goes away on the story. Let me know what your thoughts are on this so we can talk about it more on my next week's episode. Like, do you think if you're in the wedding, you need to get a wedding present? Help. Am I being a jerk? I And by the way, even if you tell me I'm being a jerk, I'm probably still going to stick to my guns on this one and say that I don't need to get a present because, God, it's just, I, I'm like I said, I don't like talk dollar and cents, But there's a lot that goes into being in a wedding and especially for my sisters who keeps calling me out for not getting her a present. And I'm like, I bought you the Miss to Miss subscription box. And, you know, like I'm around all the time. Aren't the phone calls about wedding stuff enough? Isn't that isn't my presence a present? It's like when you fly somewhere for someone's birthday, you know, and you're like, oh, I didn't get you something because I flew all the way out, out here to like come see you. Am I a jerk for that, too? Oh, wow. I, I, I've always thought I was a pretty good friend, but now I'm starting to think like, am I a bad bridesmaid and a bad friend? I think I'm just in a state of spiral right now. <laughs> so please head to my Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on this. And of course, 
guys will discuss your answers and more next week on the podcast. I love doing this, you guys. I am so happy to be back and recording and consistent. And of course, I still want to do some Ask Ashley questions. I want to do more. So please message me. Let me know what you want to hear about. If there's things that you want, you love when I bitch about things. Let me know if there's something that you saw in the news that you think is ridiculous. I love all of that. You can tag me, follow me, all that shit. I am literally everywhere. And um, yeah, I don't, I never remember how I ended this podcast, but I'm just gonna say, okay, love you, bye.